Welcome to the Kindness Is Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the true meaning of kindness. I'm your host, Caitlin Johnstone, the co-founder of Kind Cotton. Let's dive in. Hey guys, Kevin here. I know this is a change. Usually you hear from Caitlin on these introductions, um, but this is a very special episode. It's actually a conversation um, that Caitlin and I had uh, while we were on vacation last week in Vancouver. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. I really don't get on the microphone much or on camera much. Um, so I think this is a really unique uh, and kind of like the first chance you get to hear from me. Um, and hopefully the first of many. I think Caitlin and I could do this type of thing on a more regular basis if you guys are enjoying it, whether it's on the podcast or on Instagram or another format, we can figure that out. Um, I was a little bit nervous for this and it's not my kind of thing at all. Obviously, I like to stay more behind the scenes and not talk so much so uh this is new for me and bear with us uh, also our audio wasn't very good for this we didn't have any video because we were traveling and the audio is a little shaky because i speak very quietly caitlin talks a little more loudly so it's hard to balance the two um but uh we'll call this a first trial run and hopefully there will be more like it and you guys can get some more insight into kind of the the day-to-day operations of Kind Cotton uh, may be interesting from my perspective. And yeah, let us know if, if you're enjoying it and what else you would like to hear. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Kindness Is Pod. You know, I thought when I did a solo episode a couple of weeks ago that it was the most nervous that I would ever be on here. And now I'm interviewing my husband, <laughs> who I have known for 14 years. Wow. Maybe. Has it been 14 years? You 2009. Know. You do math better than me. No, you know better than me. <laughs> yeah, 14 years, and I am feeling extremely awkward, but we're going to go for it. <clears throat> so today I have this pleasure of speaking with Kevin Johnstone. He is the co-founder of Kind Cotton, the man behind the scenes, the reason that essentially anything gets done with our business. Not only does he have amazing ideas, but he's the one who actually brings them to fruition. Aside from being an incredible business partner, he's a wonderful father and life partner. When he's not working on putting books into the hands of kids, he enjoys enjoys watching sports and Big Brother, playing golf, hiking, and losing at rock, paper, scissor. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like my bio? I liked it. Yeah. I was thinking when you were going to ask me what you missed, Mm -hmm. I was planning on saying rock, paper, scissors champion. No. <laughs> Stop. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? Okay, so I wrote Kev's bio because I was like, oh, hey, you didn't write your bio. And he was like, you didn't ask me, which is very typical of our relationship. So he had no idea what I had just wrote. So that's that's pretty funny. It is. We're that's on the good. same page. Yep. This is why Kind Cotton works. <laughs> um, so is there anything <laughs> that I actually left out that you would like to add? No, I guess not. You got it pretty good. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I summed you up pretty well. Yep. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit today about what you do with Kind Cotton, what Kind Cotton means to you, and then I also have some listener questions. Wow. Okay. I know. All right. And I thought the first one, we, we'd go with something <clears throat> that someone asked, and that was, how did you all meet? So we met... Uh... In New York, working for a minor league baseball team. I mean, that's not the full story. You can give, <laughs> give the people what they want. 
so I got a first year out of college. I got a summer internship with the Hudson Valley Renegades, a local minor league team, and uh, Caitlin just happened to be working there. And I was an intern, and she worked there full time. And uh, after games and stuff, people would go out, drink a little bit, party mm -hmm. a little bit because we were young, and uh, we just started hanging out more and more. And then that's that. AKA, he was my intern, and <laughs> I illegally purchased beer for him prior to him being 21. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to say that part, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, the first night um, that we had kissed, is this too much? I don't know. It's typically like a PG podcast. But the first night that we had kissed, I had fallen into a ditch. Mm-hmm. And Kev helped me right out. There. I know. <laughs> oh, Kev helped me out, and he was my knight in shining armor. And I, I'd argue to say that you still are today. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. nice. So, yeah, that is how we met. Very, very exciting stuff. But I want to know, do you remember when we first started talking about Kind Cotton? Um, I do remember, like, a scene in my mind of you like walking in from the garage in Florida into our kitchen mm. and like talking about a business idea that I think turned into kind cotton but um that's really it like that just sticks into my mind it's like the first time we had an idea of it mm -hmm. um I don't even know that could just be like a made-up memory <laughs> at this point and not really what happened but as I remember it that's what it is yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I definitely think that I came home to you and was like, hey. Oh, something that I didn't mention is that Kev, out after college, had always worked in custom apparel. So Yeah, I was going to say that, but I didn't know if you were going to kind of ask questions about my background. But yeah, yeah. that's probably a, a big part of my bio that you didn't talk about. Yeah, I didn't mention anything about your past mm -hmm. prior to Kind Cotton. And you had a very well-established career in in the apparel field. Yeah. So when I came home to you saying, hey, like, let's start a clothing line, it wasn't like I was coming home to some random person who had no knowledge and background of what it took to run a successful clothing business. Yeah. And especially with what I was doing at the time, it was such a small business that I was working for and getting involved in every part of that business. Mm. I felt really comfortable and being able to do something like that on my own and knowing all the ins and outs um, of how to just start that from the ground up. So I think, yeah, it definitely made it more realistic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you knew everything. Mm -hmm. You did the marketing. You did the customer service. You knew how the clothes were manufactured. You worked yeah. with wholesalers. You worked with screen printers. Like, mm -hmm. every single thing. It's funny because I get asked often, like, hey, Caitlin, I'm starting my own small business. I'd love to know what you think of XYZ. And I'm like, uh, mm -hmm. I do social media and handle the educational aspect. Like what you really want to do is talk to my husband. So anyone who may be listening to this, and if you ever want to know the ins and outs of running a small business, Kev is the person to talk to. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems so like, it sounds so easy when you think you have the knowledge of it, like in the, at that time, doing what I did I felt like comfortable and in, in trying to start a business but also if you just took me tomorrow and said start a business it is so overwhelming still even mm -hmm. knowing all the stuff that you know 
even just trying to repeat what we've done would be incredibly challenging. I think it's more of just like start moving in a, in a direction and little by little you just you just take it step by step and learn as you go and like trial and error, trial and error nonstop and that's kind of how, how it grows and how it works out. Is that what you would say your biggest piece of advice would be to someone starting their own thing? Just like don't be afraid of yeah, failing I mean, essentially? A lot, yeah, I think a lot of people just get like an idea in their head and worry too much about the idea and making it perfect and it's like what is it paralysis or analysis mm-hmm. or something you just think about it so much that you don't ever do anything the idea I think is just such a small aspect of it that can always probably be shifted and changed and modified as you go it's just trying to move in a direction of some moving in any direction is better than not moving at all mm. even if it's completely wrong you can you can always change and adapt and you learn the the growth you get from learning from your mistakes is so much more valuable than just thinking and not doing anything. Huh. That's like my everyday life. <laughs> thinking and not doing anything. Overthinking? You do stuff. No, I know, I know. But I, I, I think we both struggle with that. I mean, yeah, you're, I do. you're talking to two people who will spend hours, and I think this is relatable to a lot of people, but we'll spend hours thinking about what to watch on television, and then we're like, oh, it's time to go to bed. And we've yeah. just been looking up various movies on Netflix. And then just for... get depressed that you didn't do Yeah, anything. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what you're saying is, thank goodness you don't do that when it comes to Kind Cotton. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's definite instances where we could do that more, we could have done that more, but yeah, we're, we're still learning for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest struggle? With Kind Cotton? Mm-hmm. Probably not being aggressive enough. Mm-hmm. Um, not taking more chances being ever since even even since day one we've always taken it really slow um making sure that we didn't grow it too fast i mean some companies at our level even years ago would have thrown more money into mm-hmm. it and got investment grew it hired 20 30 employees um open storefronts like that's a real the way a real entrepreneur yeah, would, yeah. Would, would probably think about it but for us, it's always just been something we've wanted to do on our own. So, I mean, it also just depends on what you want. And I don't know that we've ever wanted to, to go to that mm-hmm. extreme. Um, but probably if there is, like, one thing that I struggle with, it's that it's, like, being too conservative mm-hmm. and not pushing, pushing um, to try to grow more. Um, and maybe instead of 130,000 books right now, we'd be talking about 1.3 million books, yeah. you know? But there's something really special about the fact that it's all ours. Don't you agree? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, that's always been a concern whenever I think about what I just said and like growing to that extent. Um, there's a lot of tough things and challenges that come with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we want to take all of that on. It becomes a lot, even though it's stressful at times now, it probably the bigger you get, the more stressful it gets potentially. Um, yeah, and it's nice to just, it's nice where we're at right now where we have our own thing and it can be somewhat flexible for us now that we're not packing. That, yeah, yeah. That was a huge hurdle to get over. Now that we're over that hurdle, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we're at in a nice point now. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily just us anymore because we do, we do have people shipping, which has been huge. I mean, the fact that we are now at the end of a two week long vacation 
in yeah, Canada. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, like we're sitting here in an Airbnb right now in Vancouver. I'm kind of thinking about how I don't really want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and we've just been able to explore and take a vacation and also work anywhere in the world. Somewhat, yeah. That's, that part's been hard. It's been a struggle for me not being able to work as much. Yeah. Feeling like I'm losing control of things a little bit but um yeah it's something we never could have imagined a year ago Mm -mm. considering every free moment we had we were trying to pack orders and get them out so that's a nice change and something we've worked really hard to get to this point for yeah I mean I look back on those days and we we talk about this sometimes I don't even remember how we did it like that's how many orders we were packing in a day yeah, I always think about how busy we are now, and then I'm like, how did we do that last year? Um, doing a, pretty much the same stuff. We even It seemed like we did some fun stuff, too, every now and then. Yeah. I don't know how. No, I know. Me either. So, so note to self, anyone else thinking about doing something on their own, it's definitely worth outsourcing the things that are taking away from, like, your creative energy. Mm, yeah. Right. Once you get to the point that you can, that you can afford to do so. Yeah. yeah. That's probably going back to not being aggressive enough. We probably were at that point way before we made it happen, mm-hmm. and I waited too long to say to feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, we can afford to have a warehouse doing this for us, just because I'm very conservative and was worried. You know, what if this doesn't? What if? Even though it had been you know, five five years of being mm-hmm. pretty consistent, what if this doesn't work out? I didn't want to commit to it. Um, where someone more aggressive, entrepreneurially, would have done that probably years ago. But um, yeah, that's a great piece of advice to try to get the stuff off your plate that's taking away from what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Your passions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there were times last year where I was just feeling. Like, I haven't sat and spoken to people in so long. I haven't written. I haven't done any of the things. I haven't gone to a book event. Like, it was getting to the point where we were like, we have all these books to give and don't have the time to give them. Yeah. So, it it was rough. And I hadn't golfed. <laughs> and he hadn't <laughs> golfed. He hadn't golfed. That's the important stuff. It's actually interesting that you say that, though, um, and, and you make a joke like that, because one of the other listener questions that we got, that we got more than once Hmm. was do your personal beliefs align with Caitlin's and I'd love to have you answer that yeah I think uh I don't think our relationship would really work (laughs) if if they didn't I mean your personal all both of our personal beliefs are really important to us I think there's some relationships somehow where people can make it work because they're not that passionate about their Mm. person Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. especially and you've made me passionate about it too um I can't imagine not aligning with you on that yeah for sure 
No, me either. And that, that actually kind of brings up my next question is, I get this all the time too. I didn't get it specifically when I was asking for the questions, but I can't tell you how many times I've gotten the question, how do you parent a child who is home with you? How do you have a strong relationship? And how do you work 24-7 with the same person? Like, how do, how do we make that work? Oh, like, because we're doing everything. Yeah, together. everything yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, that, that part is, um, I mean, for the most part, it's easy. But we both try to take our moments to make time for ourselves. Mm. Um, I think I try to do that a little more than you, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably need it a little bit more. Um, I really, you're more of, like, an outgoing people person, obviously. As everyone listens, <laughs> listening to this already knows, I, I don't need to say that part, but um, not even that you are that, but I am more the complete opposite of that. Like, I'm very much an introvert and, like, time by myself. Um, so, yeah, with us both working together from home and Kenzie being home, that can be hard for me sometimes, but... Um, so I just have to try to make those moments of playing golf and uh, yeah. <laughs> watching games and stuff. I was going to say, hence the golf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I would be remiss. Is that even correct? This is another thing. I I always have to ask Kev, like, if I'm saying things correctly. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm an expert. <laughs> I mean, he's he's pretty intelligent. He's not giving himself enough credit. You got it. It's just not, you don't need to add the ED. It's just remiss. Ooh, okay, thank you. If I didn't ask this, when you say that your values align, and this is just, like, me speaking as a partner and a wife right now is that I have been having almost like a little bit of a hard time being on vacation and I've shared this with you somewhat but just seeing how different another country can be and then I'm having a little bit of almost anxiety going back to the states and why do you think that not only our mission of putting inclusive books into the hands of kids is so important, but why do you think it's so important that as a small business we take such a stance on other social justice issues? Because those are issues that we care about and mm. that matter to us. I think any, if whatever issue any business is or any person that owns a business is important to them and they put it into their business, it's uh, it's important to be you can connect with your customers more mm-hmm. um, if you are passionate one way or another on mm-hmm. what it is you're you're speaking about and putting out there uh, and these are just the issues and um, things that are most important to us personally so we put it out through our business just because that's like our, our method of putting it into the world mm-hmm. build more of sense. a community yeah. yeah yeah for sure why is it so important to you though as a human because I care about all people. <laughs> want, yeah. Want there to be a, a safer world for our daughter and a better mm-hmm. world for our daughter and um, want her to be a great person to others and more accepting of others mm-hmm. and welcoming of others. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff. But it, you do realize that it's like somewhat, it shouldn't be, but like it's somewhat of an anomaly, correct? Like you're a white, straight, oh. middle class male living in America. Yeah. Is that ever... Hmm. 
I don't want to say challenging because like that in and of itself, like you're loaded with a shit ton of privilege, right? <laughs> yeah. It sounds ridiculous. It's really hard on me. <laughs> it sounds, yes, it sounds ridiculous mm-hmm. to say that. But I just mean, um, is it ever like, I guess I want this to be heard to other people as like a message of you should be speaking up for things that you're passionate about too, mm-hmm. to, to the other people listening to this or to the women listening to this who want to play it for their husbands who may not have the same exact ideas as you do. Mm -hmm. Like, what could you say? Yeah, I mean, I'm not one to be, like, passionate and out there and speaking out. Like, I don't even have social media to be speaking out on. Like, from our family, like, you're that person. Um, But for me, like, my method of doing that is just through the work that we do Mm -hmm. with Connie Cotton so like whatever platform any person has um, if they're a white straight male um, if they're active on social media like that would be a great place to speak out and um, put your beliefs out there and hopefully feel like you can say whatever you want even though you're a white straight male and you can well you can say whatever you want but no I know what you mean like it, it really making your values heard and shared. Right. Yeah. You know how to eloquently say that better than I do. Yeah, I didn't know how to, <laughs> I didn't know how to say remiss. So, it's totally it's totally fine. I think I think you're alluding to the fact that now is not a time to remain silent in whatever yes. it is that you are passionate about. Obviously, you mentioned our daughter Kenzie being able to grow up in a safer future. You mentioned like wanting her to be someone who will advocate for others. Right. You mentioned just, I mean, overall, I think making the world a more inclusive place. And I think it's about damn time that more men such as yourself speak to their family, speak to their friends. Yeah. And it's probably likely that a lot of guys like, like me aren't, aren't active on social media. So that's probably not even like a place that a guy like me would typically do that sort of thing. But like, go to events like mm-hmm. we do like I yeah. go to events with yeah. you um what, oh. what do you think how could I take a more active role in speaking out mm. it's actually a really good question I mean it's something something that I think we've talked about a lot I think it's it's we're living in a time where I mean you know this because it's what we write about on Kind Cotton. It's what we do with the organizations that we volunteer for. It's mm-hmm. the voices that we share through our website. I mean, we're doing all of the things, right? Yeah. It's it's more of taking away that that performative act of just resharing something on social media and not taking away from what you said before. Like, if you do have a large platform, you should be talking about these things. Even if you have a small platform, you should be talking about these things because it is an entry, an entryway point of discussion. However, it's going from that and then doing more, which you do. I think what's hard for you and hard for a lot of people is that discomfort piece. Mm-hmm. And now is not a time for our discomfort to get in the way of advocacy because our discomfort in the grand scheme of things means nothing when yeah horrific things are happening in our country right 
I'm happy to get on Kanka on social media more and make more of an appearance. There you go. <laughs> Talk to the people. Yep. Bring the men in. We need that. Seriously. Right. I think it's important. I think it's it's also interesting potentially for people to just see some behind the scenes. Yeah, I like that. I think I'm happy to hear from the people listening, but I think that would be really cool to show people more of like the day to day what's going on in our heads, what we're working on. Um yeah, even from my perspective, I mean, they get your perspective. Yeah. Probably all the time, but that would be a little more unique and different and maybe exciting for a couple people. For a couple people. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good shift. Like, what would your typical day-to-day look like? What is it that you do? The With man who's cotton. never... Yeah. <laughs> who never shows his face. What do you do? Um, so, a lot of it is just, like, daily upkeep. Um customer service type emails, um, order maintenance, working with our warehouse. There's always, every day there's, it's hard to like categorize it, but there's always some sort of issues or mistakes or something being out of stock that's not out of stock Mm -hmm. or who knows, inventory problems. There's just always things that arise that need to be taken care of. So the daily like order upkeep, I, I guess, is a lot of it. Um, and then ads, social media ad, advertising, I spend a ton of time on um, because we're spending a lot of money there. Uh, that's how we're getting a lot of our customers. So um, creating new ads, seeing what ads are working and what's not working constantly, testing and retesting things. Uh, that's probably the, all, the rest of the bulk of my time, I guess. Well, and also you do all of the website stuff. You design 90% of all of our things that we put out. You come up with a lot of the ideas for the things that we put out. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking of things I do every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these are are like everyday things. Those other things you mentioned are once in a while things. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I think it would be most intriguing for people to kind of like sit in on one of our brainstorming sessions because that's always... We try to have a meeting once a week. Yeah, my friends laugh at that. Like, they're like, what do you mean you're having a kind guy meeting? Like, just you and Kevin? Like, it's so important. It's important because you think you can just talk about it anytime. And we're, like, in the car and Kenzie's in the back talking to us. And I'll, if I I have ideas I need to talk to you about that Mm -hmm. I don't even want to bring up because it's, like, it's not the time. Like, you can think about it for one second and you're trying to post something on that social media. Yeah, doing all the things. It's so challenging. Sometimes there's things I want to ask you kind related that I will think about for like two three days before asking you because I just mm-hmm. don't have like the right opportunity so yeah having the weekly meeting is huge and we slack on it though mm-hmm. we need to do it when things are rolling and things are good we're having those meetings consistently and mm-hmm. they're very productive usually when I have a glass of wine they're even more <laughs> productive which he did not have tonight yeah so if this podcast stinks that's the reason and <laughs> next time I'll have one. just blame that yeah. although we both have pretty much given up alcohol yeah I have fully you have cut down tremendously yeah. not to say that you know you're ever drinking an immense amount but no. you'd have a glass of wine here or there often and now it's like pretty rare yeah how do you feel about that? Once, do you f- once a week. If that. Not even. If that. Do you feel better? Um, I don't think I notice much of a difference, to be honest with you. But yeah. Do you? 100%. Why? Health-wise? 
Uh, mental health wise. Just because you feel like you don't need to do it and you have like a better control over yourself or something? No, I think, I think there's, I mean, if, if you look it up, there's definite links to anxiety and alcohol oh, so consumption. Think, okay, I, I think that could have heightened my anxiety a little bit, particularly during the start of the pandemic, for sure. Uh, my anxiety was really high. Yeah. Um, I feel better health-wise, too. I mean, you know, you could drink and, like, not be sick. I could drink and have a migraine. Yeah. Like, have a glass of wine and have a migraine. Yeah, that's rough. So, yeah, no, overall, I just feel a lot better. Yeah, when I remember, how long did I go? Like, two months? I think at least. Yeah. At least. And I expected to feel much different. Sorry, the door is opening. And Kev is definitely afraid of ghosts. There could be Side a, note. a ghost in our Airbnb. Um, I, I expected to feel much different than I did, but I didn't really feel any difference at all. That was interesting to me, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, that is, it is interesting. So those of you out there But it was nice to, to not do it for that long to just show myself that I didn't like in social situations and stuff I mm. didn't have to have a drink you could still be fun yeah that part of it was the best for me mm-hmm. fun is a relative term <laughs> <laughs> you can still be interesting <laughs> yeah no I know I know that is that is the interesting piece of it because we at least us have lived our social lives going to breweries or yeah. going out to eat with friends and grabbing a drink. Mm-hmm. And that was a big shift. Mm-hmm. For sure. What else you got? Oh, so there was other questions. Jeez. One, you know, I don't know if this was children's book and or adult book. So I'm going to let you choose which one. But what is your favorite book? I mean, it's kind of cotton. We have to talk about books, right? Yeah. Oh, man. There's so many adult books. I haven't been reading like I was, but I was reading some really good ones. Mm-hmm. I'd say that book that probably shaped me, like, in my prime of reading and, and got me into reading like I was and kind of getting big and, like, improving my life physically, mentally, spiritually mm-hmm. all that um was probably the seven habits mm-hmm. of highly effective people children's book um oh man i don't know well you read them to kenzie all know, the time I'm and trying. you have some that you really love that is true. oh i do what do i say i always love i love um i love the search for syrup shout out tori deal by tori yeah mm-hmm. um, and vera Yes. Amazing. What are the other ones, though? There's like You love Queen of Kindergarten. Yeah, like, you're always yeah. like, MJ, MJ, go yeah, to school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Definitely Queen of Kindergarten. There's like there's like two more. Um, every time I read, I'm like, oh, that book is really good. Like, can we read that one, Kenzie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Enough? I feel like you like That's that good. one. Yeah. That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but that is good. I'm going to have to think of them. Yeah. Get back to you. We'll do a round two yeah. when I actually prep you. Kev knew none of these questions, by the way. Uh, so. Yeah. 
this is basically just like a conversation we would be it's having. Bad. It's more organic that way. I don't want to think about the questions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> have a prepared Pre- answer. Prep, I know. I would be so bad at like trying to make it come off like it's unrehearsed. Mm, I I helped Kev prep for many uh many interview situations. And presentations. Presentations, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, before we go into the question that I ask everyone. I want to do... I didn't know this question was coming. Yeah, but I'm not asking it yet. Okay, right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, want to I was do... excited for my prepared answer. There you go. <laughs> a little... Do you want to give it now? No, it's all right. Okay. I want to do a little exercise in kindness in relationships. And I want to know what's one of your favorite qualities of mine. Ooh. Your passion mm-hmm. in all areas, your mm-hmm. work, your personal life, Kenzie, loving your family, friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can commit yourself like a hundred percent in all those areas. Well, you know how you're the one who has to like hold me at night crying when <laughs> I overcommit myself. <laughs> and I'd say like that's what I love about you is your gentleness and your open heart and your wanting to even to a fault make everyone happy Mm. and I think that's why things work so well between us and work so well with kind cotton because there is just so much love there yep between the two of us yeah thank you (laughs) emotional Mm -hmm. uh so here it is your prepared question What does kindness mean to you? I actually didn't even think about it until today. Really? Yeah. Which is crazy. I've never... All of what? This is the 20th episode, so I've heard 19... This Mm. isn't even the 20th episode. Could be the 20th. I don't know if it's going to be the 20th. Anyway, I've heard a lot of people say what kindness is to them, and I've never even thought about it for myself, which Mm. is crazy. That's strange. Yeah. Um, But today I was thinking about it, and I think... um, I'd say kindness is empathy in action. Oh, I love that. Really? I do. Yes, of course. Because you can be empathetic, but then taking that empathy and... Doing something about it, yeah. Because I like the action that you always talk about, rooted in justice, grounded in Mm. action. Um, But I also, like when thinking about the kindnesses shirt and design I was mm-hmm. thinking about those words and like empathy is my favorite of those and I think is the best in terms of ki- true kindness mm-hmm. but it but like you said yeah it's like doing actually doing something about it. it's one thing to just feel um be able to feel something or, or see something from someone else's perspective mm-hmm. um but then doing something to like help that or, or change that mm-hmm. is important and this true kindness to me yeah, that's powerful. Empathy in action. Put it on a T. Ooh. I like it. I'll tell our shirt designer. <laughs> Kev is also the editor, too. So that's why he has heard every one of the episodes. Editor mm-hmm. of the podcast. You forgot to add that to your your list well, of to-dos. I mean, if we get that granular, we could add a lot. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Very true. That's not your everyday, yeah. everyday activity. But, well, thank you for having this conversation with me. That's it. It's over already. Yeah, I mean, this is... I think we have to find out if people like it, but 
mm-hmm. think we should do a do it every now and then. I can be the first recurring guest. I love it. Maybe. I love it. You never know. Someone might get on before me, but maybe I can mm-hmm. come back on. Yeah, I may have someone else back on before you. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll be the second. Just to, just to <laughs> grind your gears a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, but truly, I think this is awesome. Yep. I think just even filming us chatting about things. Would be cool. Yeah. Even if it's outside of the podcast, maybe it's something different. Maybe it's like a weekly thing on Instagram. Or, oh. oh, no, sorry. I commit. I don't want to commit to a weekly. Maybe it's you know that my mind <laughs> automatically went somewhere with that, right? Maybe it's a monthly or quarterly. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> or else I'm going to be recording you all the time. I can't commit. To Kev's going to be having sweaty palms. Yeah. His, his palms are already sweating. The podcast weekly is like Saturday, Sunday night. I'm like, oh gosh, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, you have to do everything to yeah. get it prepared. I just get to have these fabulous conversations with you all. It's similar to our dynamic with Kind Kind. I get to do all the fun stuff. <laughs> well, you call it fun. I would never. Yeah, you would. True. Okay, true. true. This is like, even doing this is like tough for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But thank you for being on. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. It was fun. For being here. No, you. I did like it. It was fun to do this. Good. We should do it again. For sure. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Kindness Is Podcast. If you love it and it's adding even a little bit of value to your life, we would love, love, love if you could subscribe, rate, and review so we can reach even more people and make this world a little bit more kind. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.